Movie dopers, book smart. If you listen to the Kingsman reviews, I tease that there would be a new name, nickname for movie dopers. And now is the time to reveal it and explain it. The explanation is I've been watching a lot of Ludwig, Ludwig lately. And every video he goes, boys! And the Something in Eddie podcast, if you know anything about that drama and why I'm muting the first person's name, they used to be like, one of the boys. Uh, girls are boys and boys are boys or something like that. I'm not rewatching it to figure it out. And I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm such a contrarian, a pointless contrarian. Wonder why, you know, back when uh, learning Spanish, the multiples, it could be one guy and 72 women and it would be the male pronoun. So I've decided at the uh, book smart review to just be a, a little interesting and go gals because <laughs> <laughs> if we're expecting all these ladies to be boys we we can be we can do the same in reverse gals one of the gals and to to reference uh, the first flash and supergirl crossover on cw when it's him and the flash and supergirl fighting two female uh, villains and they're walking up he says let's settle this like women he's like what you, you outnumber me <laughs> doesn't deadpool do something like that too uh i don't know or the only like thing i've ever something similar like let's settle this as women or something or it's just but, us women i don't remember i remember the first uh you know the first trailers and uh the movie people were like in his opening thing, he's like, your girlfriend's like, what? This isn't the the movie you promised. All right. If, if the, the the flow went off, that's because my computer just decided to restart completely for no reason. And it's just like, these are the programs stopping us from restarting. I was like, okay, don't restart. And then it restarted. So fuck me. But, uh, you know, there was something of like, why does Deadpool left to open with you assuming that girls don't like R-rated super mo- superhero movies? Which, like, I mean, I, you know, that's fair. It, it's a little leaning towards one demographic. But if you look at the analytics, I'm sure they skewed male at that point. Who knows if it's an actual thing or if it's just the fact that there are 7,000 white men for every one non-white man. And non-man. Yeah. I don't know where you went with that, but that's okay. Oh. I got, I got we, lost well, somewhere there. What, okay. When we were talking about the, the future new Avengers and you were like, ah, a lot of female representation. And we joked about how all the other movies were mainly just white dudes as the main character. Ah, uh, gotcha, you know, gotcha. Is it that it's a not a place that's very inviting to female audience members by not having a lot of representation and minority representation? Yeah. Okay, I see that. It's I see that. where we're on. Okay, it's that. <laughs> I, I was confused. It's that. <laughs> I don't even need to give the other option. Anyway, book smart gals. <laughs> Spoiler free review. Uh, I'll start because I got a really quick one. Uh, I love movies like this i i find myself even though i love weird shit like tag and stretch and you know kingsman that do weird shit and for me do it well um i outside of that i much prefer a well visit or a uh let's see 
a story you would recognize, but done like 10 to 20% better than average, like done very well than something weird that utterly fails like uh, cats or army of the dead. <laughs> what? That was fine. It was fun for one watch, but after army of the dead, I'm just like, okay, I've seen it. <laughs> and there was Check some mark. And I will be checking out Army of Thieves. But, you know, I'd rather have something that's just a solid, well-known format that just goes above and beyond. Like here, we don't have... Uh, I, I, last week, I rewatched Kick-Ass 2, which had all the tropes for their high school parts of like, oh, these are the three bitchy girls, and they're nice to you until they think you're better than them. And then they're just bitchy. And this so one, Mean Girls, got it. Mean Girls, except like Mean Girls is like the best version of that story. Where this one is that story, but without any of those uh, one-dimensional cliches. Let's say, you okay. Know? Uh, like the worst person in this story is like kind of rough around the edges, and we'll get to that. Uh, she's a pretty girl, but she's not like the Michael Bay over-sexualized Megan Fox pretty girl. She's just the key, like the, just, she's just the most attractive girl in school. And there's no big, <laughs> there's no big thing about it. There's no slow motion of like, oh, the queen bee. Everybody watch out. Uh, she's just, yeah, yeah. She's the prettiest one in school. Cool. No one even recognizes it really <laughs> as that. Um and that's my review. This is a story that will seem familiar, especially, but it's it's the top tier. Like Easy A, I would say, is a top tier one. Mean Girls is another. Um, Super Bad, I think, is the male Ooh. male version of this. And this, like this, Super Bad has some of the foundation of this film. Or how do you say that? The foundation of this film is built upon Super Bad's skeleton, in a sense. <laughs> is it? I think so, you know, except that, except that uh, no one's like, uh, lose virginity. You know, that's not their goal. And there's no McLovin. There's a McLovin. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, is there? Esque. Esque. But McLovin really, there's like, there's nothing more to McLovin than what's on, (laughs) what's on the page. (laughs) You know? Uh, yeah, what, I mean that, that's that's pretty much where I was at. Was I mean this is very very similar to Super Bad. Like even some framing of the shots are like, ooh, that looks almost identical to <laughs> to Super Bad. Um, I would say it's good. It's good. It's a good movie. It's a good coming of age tale kind of thing. Um, I would say kind of if you like Super Bad, I think you'll you'll pretty much like this. Um, I think if you thought Super Bad was a little too over the top. And a little bit too grotesque in some parts. You'll probably like this. Um, I yeah. think this will be more your, more your speed. It's still um, for anybody that you know is kind of in between or likes likes one or the other or prefers one or the other. I think it's still good. But yes, I think, it's, I think it takes super bad and uh, mellows out some things, makes the female leads. But I think it's really close to the same. <laughs> yes, if this and super bad started with the same normal formula. Superbad went more, um, 20% more 
extreme or nonsensical. How do you say it? Just weird. You know how Anchorman can get very, very weird? Like that Anchorman uh, would be like a hundred percent weird, weirder. You know, just a random street fight where people stab each other and kill each other. Super bad's like 10, 20 percent, you know, police officers letting you just do donuts in their police car. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and this one goes 10 to 20 percent of like more developed and like breaking preconceptions about uh you know that life and you know what we haven't mentioned this in a while charlie bartlett i would also put charlie bartlett in that camp um okay i was gonna say we haven't okay blind spotting kingsman we're good we got both of them we knocked all of them in there boom what wait we've reviewed (laughs) kingsman but not blind spotting what's up no no we've got all of your um all of your normal tangents in there <laughs> every every episode you mentioned blind spotting and kingsman so i just want to make sure we got in there before we got too far so before we forgot hey i'm working <laughs> kingsman out of my system now <laughs> um uh, uh but also to tease i whenever brad's good uh ready for it we're gonna do i have this concept of doing a small episode where we do a marbles on stream with 10 of my favorite underrated movies, Charlie Bartlett included, 10 of Brad's most underrated movies, uh, and we'll find a marbles on stream where you don't lose any marbles. And like (laughs) in whatever two or three minutes it takes for you to do that, my challenge to make it interesting is that we're going to each try to do a very quick non-spoiler review of our 10 favorite movies going back and forth like, We've got three minutes to review 20 movies. Go. And that'll make it interesting. Uh, It'll be a race to the finish. If we don't do a non-spoiler review of one, we don't, we just lose out before the race is done. Um, But that'll choose the next order uh, of movies that we'll be watching. And we'll do a future uh, marbles, marbles on stream, but off stream with any (laughs) suggestions that you find listeners put in on Spotify. Or Instagram. Anyway, any more for the non-spoiler review? No, I'm ready to ready to jump in. Amazing. This is directed by Olivia Wilde. Uh, fun facts before we get into spoilers. Uh, we have two uh, Hollywood royalty legacies in this film. You do? You definitely uh, do. Yes, you knew. I was, I was kind of hoping to surprise you, but we've got Billy Lord, who's Carrie Fisher's daughter. And one of the main leads, I forget what character, the more driven one of the two is uh, Jonah Hill's cousin. Uh, and she looks like him. <laughs> Once I rewatched this, because I didn't know it the first time I watched it, but having just seen Don't Look Up, rewatched it with that lens. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's got some of those mannerisms. I can see it. They're definitely close family members. <laughs> yeah, and she, if you put her next to him, I mean, they look. Um, it's actually her older brother. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. And her eldest brother is the Maroon Five manager. <laughs> okay, so. we we don't need to mention the third Hemsworth. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're successful, but uh, we'll we'll. we'll yeah. So that's man. That that makes this even more. This makes it even better. Um, In just because, way? uh, the female super bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and then uh, we also have, at the time, I believe they were still together, 
but uh, Olivia Wilde's previous significant other, um, Ted Lasso, Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis, uh, with a similarish accent, but not similar mannerisms. He, he, he did a he did a really good job in this movie. Mm. He, I think he did it really well, and we'll I, we'll get into that. And uh, speaking of Easy A, right before we saw the parents in this film, I was like, oh yeah, Stanley Tucci's one of the parents, right? I was like. Oh no, Will Forte. Okay, where in what movie was Stanley Tucci a weird parent? And he just was like easy. Yeah, I was like, oh cool. Yep, yep, yep. That totally feels right. And I was trying to figure it out, and I couldn't figure it out because I know he's also in some commercials. But the guy with the long, the guy that's going to go code for Google, um, he's in something else too. And I could not figure out what movie, what other movie he was in. Uh, um, Ed, Ed, Eduardo Franco. That's his real name or the character yes. name? Uh, the, pack- uh, the package, labeled, the binge, super intelligence. We broke up in Queen Pins. But I know he's been in something else too. Wait a minute. Uh, I remember American Vandal. Was he in American Vandal in Stranger Things? Yeah. He, he was in Stranger Things. Er, he's, he's going to be in Stranger Things. Hmm. Did you remember him from uh, American Vandal? I don't think I've ever seen it. Conan. Oh, okay. Jacob, I would like Conan. I was remembering Conan the Barbarian movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, really? How, how would he fit in? I would more expect him to be in year one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I know he's been in some commercials. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I feel like I've seen him in other movies, but when I was looking it up, I could not figure it out. He's just got an iconic look from the get. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. All right, sir. What is your rating? I'm going to give it a one simple uh, mushroom for me. Uh, I, I was going to go edible. So we were, we were right there. Good enough for me. The two minutes. Don't fact check. <laughs> don't that, fact check. Are done now. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for Booksmart. Uh, the, to me, spiritual sequel to eighth grade which i wish i had said before i said spoilers but spoilers what do you want to get into first sir um probably just how this is to me is like it takes super bad kind of meshes out some things push pushes some things in but i'll but ideally it's pretty much the same movie um i wish it would have done better in the box office and and stuff like that I think it should have done better. Um, and I think it'll get better once, you know, more people see it on whatever streaming platform owns this movie. Once they hear but, from us. Yes. Once <laughs> once we tell you to watch this thing. Um, but I mean, some of the scenes are like almost frame for frame. Super bad. You've got the, be- you've got the beginning movie. You've got the beginning scene where he pulls up into a car and picks up um, Jonah Hill. In this movie, it's backwards, but they do the exact same thing. First opening scene, rolls up in a car, and she picks up what's her name to go to school. <laughs> do they do they do the dance in Superbad? It's been a while since I've seen Superbad. I don't believe they do, but I, I mean, it's you know, some, there's there's so many cases where it's like almost frame for frame, and like even the the one weird kid who um, drives him to a boat party. I mean, he's kind of like the McLovin of this movie, yeah, uh, similar but not exactly the same, but similar, kind of quirky, out there, weird. Um, 
kind of finds himself through the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I like him. The, this one it was because I rewatched Man of Un- Man from Uncle recently. Um why? <laughs> Cuz you kept mentioning it. I'm like, I'll give it another chance. I put my finger on what I don't like about it, which is that it felt like there's never any tension between any characters ever. And they try they try to between um uncle the british or was it british agent and then the russian agent they try to but it's more like a jock like a locker room kind of tension yeah as like, soon as they're who's, not who's, who's who's got the bigger bigger thing <laughs> yeah there's literally never even when they're fighting i never felt like there's personal tension like no. they're just the most relaxed um i think henry cavill is actually an american agent because they made a joke back then about how the American actor put on an act an a non-American accent, and then the British actor put on an American accent. <laughs> um, and then the part I liked about the movie, I didn't like the very forced and out of nowhere sexual tension they threw on um, the on ex machina uh, Tomb mm-hmm. Raider lady and Russian guy, because I was like. <laughs> no absolutely not but right before then i really liked how they were letting the female character be weird like weird for a spy movie just started like dancing in the bag and he's like i will bend you over so you want to wrestle and she like attacks him i was like well we've never seen this in spy movies women are never given weird you know weird character traits or whatever like that normally if they are they're it's like uh the woman in the hitman movie just randomly getting naked and be like i want to sleep with the socially awkward hitman it's like uh, okay still uh still still playing into the bond lady trope i see um so I liked literally that little nugget. And then when they started dancing, I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is exactly what I want. Just just <laughs> unabashedly weird and doing the cutting out of the music. You know? <laughs> they do a lot. They do a lot with the music in this movie. Um, yeah. It's something something that I noticed throughout the movie. They, they play with the music a lot and they try to make it like super loud and then just cut like to nothing. There was a couple of times where I did that. There was a couple of times where it built up. Um, so they definitely they definitely use the music to their advantage throughout this movie. Um, yeah, and like I said, my my favorite things about this are just like the not taking the lazy, or not even the lazy, but the basic choice, like your first choice, and always doing the second or third choice you would think of uh, by spending some time on it, like triple a and the two uh stoner boys she's talking to in the co-ed bathroom which is i thought was weird but (laughs) i mean hey that should happen you know they don't people just you know bitch about other people behind their back if they rub them the wrong way which we can totally see for like she of course she would rub some people the wrong way because she's oh absolutely yeah she's our day yeah look down on those who question you you're a boss bitch um that's just not that's a very powerful mindset and 
you know, probably a lot of successful people like Jeff Bezos uh, have that mindset uh, and it helps them get to the levels they want to, but it's not a very emotionally healthy mindset. And you know who that, you know who that voice was? Michelle Obama. No, (laughs) I think they were trying to make it that, but who's the voice? Uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph. Ooh, why does that sound familiar? Uh, she's in um, Idiocracy. Oh, okay. Um, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she is great, except for Lego Movie too. They do a little <laughs> bit too much of the SNL leaning into the SNL side. Grown ups, she, bridesmaid. Yeah, bridesmaids does the perfect balancing act. Lego Movie Two goes a little too much. Like, ooh, the Lego hurt my foot. Oh, it's still hurting. I was like, okay, that joke it just went too a little too long. Uh she's great. Um Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, yeah, and and then um Saturday Night Live stuff too. She's on there quite a bit. Yeah. Uh but like doing the just defying your expectations multiple times. First letting uh AAA go it to Yale and then, you know, the dropout the truth is school for the most part has and it's been proven in studies is not good. <laughs> it doesn't show you how to succeed in business, doesn't give you an entrepreneurial spirit, teaches you to be yeah. a factory worker. That's it's it wants you to be a McDonald's worker or to work for Amazon because it was made around wartime when they needed factory worked workers. That that was the thing and it and it just has not evolved with the times so having a double demo someone who failed most class like shit my last year of high school i failed rotc because i didn't need the credit and they were asking just they were making us memorize fucking fighter planes and shit and i never yeah, had and an interest and there's pilots and naval ships and yeah and i whether you know, it would be a good thing or bad thing to do so. I know that I am not built to be in the military. I don't have that mentality. I, I don't have the the mental strength to to undertake that pressure. I wouldn't be good in that. No, whether I wanted to or not, um, that's just my self awareness. So when I'm doing this, I'm like, <laughs> I, no, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. I'm gonna do battleship. That's the closest. Playing Battleship is the closest this will ever come to me using this information. And I failed. And my chief, right? <laughs> like, I went to boot camp after my first year there, like a fun boot camp. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, she was like, I'm so disappointed. I'm just like, this is me at 17. Very rare that I had a mature thought, you know, a well developed thought. But I was like, you are just too in, you got your blinders on. You're not seeing that this ain't for me. And this is not a big deal that I failed this. So the guy going to Google and getting mid six figures a year, half a million dollars, I'm assuming, a year. He doesn't need history. Well, it would be nice if he had history class for Google. Uh, well, it's not Apple, so. <laughs> yeah, it's not Apple. But like, he doesn't need... uh gym class you know to pass gym class or whatever there's a lot of things that don't be helpful for him (laughs) for the health wise yeah yeah but uh you know there's not a lot of classes in school that would 
directly benefit a career in like coding or something like that. So not not unless you had a specialty class in a in a school, but I mean, which the school is, that I went to not... was <laughs> yeah, the school that I went to was tiny. So I mean, the most out of the like, most crazy thing we had was probably like auto mechanics or like uh, small engine repair. <laughs> that was kind of like the farthest away from normal, I would say. The yeah, core classes. I had like an acting class, and that was nice. And a music class. I hear they were cutting budgets after I left, but like that was just creativity. Anyway, all like shattering the preconception. They could have just been the smartass stoner, quote unquote, slutty group, drug drug user group. But there are more than that. Yeah, and it would have the movie would have worked just fine. Yeah, it would have functioned. Yeah, there wouldn't the movie wouldn't have changed much with, with without that. Yeah, it's, so. it, it's extra flavors for the recipe, extra ingredients. And even later when AAA was like, I knew those like dumbass guys would say some shit. And I just, I wanted to feel pleasure too. But I, <laughs> and it, but it, it hurt that the women said stuff too. And I was like, oh yeah, I've, I, I remember when I was in high school, like all the guys, I think as not that guys are better, but guys will bully each other. And it was people like me who took it personally that end up being the losers. But if I had been able to just take that as like fun ribbing and throw it back, I could have, I would just would have been one of the boys. Like guys fuck with each other as like jokes. Um, well, at least back in my day, a lot of like, you dick small. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but, Women would like talk behind each other's backs and like call each other bitches and and be ver- really and vindictive. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, and thankfully, I've seen you know that that mentality growing or evolving away from that. Uh, but like, just think putting that in us in that mindset of just like how triple A could hurt from having that nickname. Yeah, like I said, a normal story, but just went a little little further. Yeah, I think Molly does a really good job kind of throwing it back at him and then kind of gets it shoved right back in down her throat. Um, wait, wait, say that it... again, but slower, because I I'm, I was typing in book smart so I can have all the character names, and, and I just heard throwing it back and shoving it down her throat. I was like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> Sorry, um, what were you saying? When they were making fun of Molly in the bathroom. Um, she does oh, a really yeah. good job of kind of like taking it in stride, throwing it back at him. But then they're like, "Oh no, we've got the upper hand on this one." Yeah, she uh, she 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 thought she had the high ground. <laughs> yeah, she thought she did, and she definitely didn't. No. But how how realistic in this is it that everybody in this movie is going to like some high end university or high end job? I mean, I know this is like California or wherever, Los Angeles, because yeah Um, they show show a map but i mean how realistic is this like you know it's my it was my fifth choice don't judge me it was it was harvard (laughs) yeah i would say for that one that feels real because both of them are rich as fuck they come from rich families at least billy lord's characters and character and uh well, Jared and I'm not seeing Billy Lord's character and Gigi, they come from they're spoiled rich people. Uh, so that was not a shock. Uh, and being in Hollywood with the prices of just living there, 
I, I wouldn't say it's the most shocking thing, especially since one of those three in the bathroom is like playing sports somewhere. So they definitely have a scholarship. Yeah, he was playing soccer at Sanford. Yeah, so I wouldn't say like if every single person in the whole school was like, we're all going to every fancy school, then that'd be the, then I'd be like, okay, some people are just, no, they're just fucking off. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just weird because it was like everybody that, that they talked to, um, cause I forgot where she was, where Molly was going. Um, and then her other friend was going, uh, Molly's going to Yale and AAA is going to Yale. Yeah, and then her friend um Amy was going somewhere after her gap year. Uh she was yeah, going it was um Cambridge. Cambridge, yeah. Um yeah, Gigi, so, I, mean, I just I just see Gigi as her parents paid to get her into a college. <laughs> <laughs> and Gigi's yeah. like so so weird and out there. She's like, uh, oh Harvard's Harvard's so basic. Everyone wants to go to Harvard. I want to go to like fucking in in Thailand, <laughs> you know, and go to college there, man. And her parents are like, "We're paying for you to get somewhere. We're paying to get you into." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which so, is recently, which is recently backfired for some people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So I'm not shocked. I definitely am not shocked about Gigi. And I just like that, you know, AAA surprised uh, Molly, which ironically, the actress who plays AAA is named Molly in real life. Um, What was the one kid with the the car um, that took him to the houseboat and everything? Jared. Jared. Okay. Yeah, because him him I could see because, you know. I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, I figured he would have drove in a nicer car, but then he pulls up to a, a yacht and everything. <laughs> yeah, and she says you can't buy friends with money. He's like, yeah, you can. I've seen yeah, my parents can. do it and my grandparents do it. And it's like, this kid definitely comes from a spoiled family. So I would say, I don't know what coll- what high school they're in, obviously. And it seems, you know, not some like paved with gold walkways and things like that. But if it's got two mega rich spoiled kids, like theoretically, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the kids are, you know, they can just afford it yeah. to be in this school. So if there weren't two mega rich people and it was just, it was like my high school in Chicago, I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> no one at Taft high school is going to Harvard. What the fuck are you talking about? They barely had a football field until five years ago. <laughs> well, the one kid that did go to Harvard put it in for him. <laughs> yeah, we don't have alumni emails at my high school, let's say. Um, yeah. So not a not a super stretch for me, but I, I see where you're coming from with that. Uh, what did you think? So Easy A had an active um teacher underage student affair yes what did you think about miss fine with uh google guy who was actually like 20 or something like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cause, theo, cause she makes, theo. She, yeah because she makes mention of it it was like wait didn't you fail like two grades yeah 
you're you're and, 20 right <laughs> so i mean it was i mean it's fine it's not who i would have picked um uh yeah it's probably not who i would have picked i but mean as as long as it, it's it, after it, graduation yeah. i mean the last day of school already finished it's a little dicey just a little but, bit you know I mean, if if they do get together, he's making half a million dollars a year. She yeah. doesn't have to worry about her teacher's salary if if resignment pr- is required. Yeah, just the prison term she might have to serve. Oh, I I don't. Would that be like if he's actually you know graduation hasn't actually happened, but yeah. if he's twenty and it's already the last day of school before they even. <laughs> yeah do i think it'll go you know under the radar skirted through yeah probably but yeah i mean it was it was fine and it was it, they played it up well from the beginning um when he's kind of talking about her in class and stuff like that so i mean they, he played it up pretty nice but this whole movie <laughs> basically takes place over 24 hours yeah so what uh what hit for you? What, well, first, before that, if anyone has seen, um, oh, what's the, it was canceled after one series, but the actor Austin Crute, who uh, was in a show called Daybreak on Netflix. It's very, uh, the best you'll see on CW vibes, you know, <laughs> but it's a, it's a post-apocalyptic, just like wacky. If you liked Riverdale, but you want a better version of that, I'd say I'd say check out Daybreak. It's a very special thing, but he's in it and he does a great job. Um, but yeah, any moments that really hit you? Um, the, the emotions. The funniest part of the whole movie was probably the taxi scene, the lift scene where um, uh, Jason Sudeikis picks him <laughs> up, who's also their principal. Um, it's like, oh yeah, you guys can call me Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and then so they're <laughs> in the backseat watching porn and oh you guys want to oh, put you your music on me? yeah put your music on and it's like was that cardi b <laughs> which i think this came out before wap oh uh, right <laughs> along with it yeah we probably filmed it before which, like what when did wap come out because that is literally a perfect reference when did wap release uh 2020 this came out in 2019 that they probably fil- they probably filmed it in 2018 yeah that's fucking perfect that is that, that is better than any article that's like how the simpsons predicted this future tech innovation um or like I mean, the all the things that there's there's literally youtube videos of everything that the, that simpsons have projected yeah way beforehand which the reason I think this is better is because The Simpsons has done so many fucking episodes. You have to accidentally predict some shit. This well, is like but, throwing but a the... dart with a blindfold on two years before it happens. Yeah, I mean, but some of those darts are like oddly specific, like Trump going down the escalator kind of thing. Like this is like oddly specific things. <laughs> I'm just saying um, they have more numbers. <laughs> you know, they have yeah. more darts to throw. <laughs> and they do a really good job throwing them. Yeah, uh, so I mean, you'd have to think that somebody on the Booksmart team was or was a 
hardcore fan or like had some inside knowledge because that was just too on the nose i don't know because i've heard uh i remember this youtuber was like shitting on jake paul songs how crappy the songs were and he's like i wrote this song in two days and then he like googles taylor swift with love story and all these other mega popular songs like yeah i just wrote it in an evening in like three hours and she's like oh he must be saying that it was a lot of hard work not that it was so easy Hmm, that he put in a lot more work to make every day bro gotcha 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 (laughs) I, i don't even know that song which is probably better for my sanity uh every day bro yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, mm. you know it uh, really inspires me to think that i could make a good uh, hit song not a good song a hit song <laughs> um so yeah i don't think i don't think i would be shocked if wap had been in like the the cardi b vault for like two or three years you know before releasing yeah, that, man, that is, but that is so oddly specific, just like crazy oddly specific. I will like say you could, though, have, you could have named like any other female artist or something like that, or any kind of other artist that would have been like, well, they've done a song similar to that, or you know, they kind of got a, you know, but to, for Cardi B specifically with WAP is just crazy. Yeah, and to be clear, I've not listened to a lot of Cardi B, and also she did this weird stunt where she was like publicly denouncing the efficacy of vaccines and uh saying that her some cousin in another country became infertile after getting a vaccine which was false it all turned out that she was just doing a very tried and true trumpism of distracting from other controversies apparently her husband or significant other is a convicted sex offender (laughs) and like the court case had been bringing been coming back up or something he was like settling a a rape charge or something so in order to avoid headlines like that she just started tweeting a bunch of random bullshit about covid to distract from that and it worked she got invited to the fucking white house and then faked that they said she actually couldn't come and all this stupid shit. So I'm like, fuck you. Like, look, if you want to be in love with a convicted rapist, I don't know the details of it. If he's done the time, I'm not, I'm not going to ever give my stamp of approval, but that's your life. But don't, don't, don't put out some stupid bullshit that could get people killed to distract from the shame that you have volunteered into. You know, so I'm like, fuck you for a hot second because I can't tell them apart a lot of times. Sorry. Uh, um, Oh, wait, why am I forgetting her name? She was in F9. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, for a hot second, I mixed up that. I was like, oh, no, Cardi B was in F9. Now I'm going to be like, fuck her every time. And I was like, wait, no, it's it's wait, wait, time out. (laughs) Cardi B was in F9. She was the. the female agent that like helps them get out of helps Dom get out of that uh, mansion or whatever, when they, they pick her up by federal custody and he's, yeah, they're in the back of that truck. That's Cardi B. Wasn't it Nicki Minaj? No, sorry. Oh, wait, shit, 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 shit. Wait. All right. I may have mixed them up again. (laughs) Cardi B, uh, COVID. Let me see. Cardi B tried to warn us about COVID. Now she's ready. Pays for expensive COVID. Okay. What? 
Uh, <laughs> Which oh mate, it may have been Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj COVID. So, oh shit, it was Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. No, Cardi B's fine. It was Nicki Minaj. I mixed them up. I mean that wasn't even a joke. I, didn't I mean, I'm, do... I'm, not, I'm not we're not gonna say fine. She's um <laughs> everything you just ranted about was not her. <laughs> it was she's, she's, Nicki she's Minaj. Her own, she's got her own issues. <laughs> oh, what did Cardi B do? Um she used to be a stripper, which is not a big deal. It's um but probably she, she... not probably not good role model material. Um, I think she even tells people that she's not a role model. And I know her and her husband boyfriend thing were going back and forth too. I think I want to. I think she um, found a restraining order against him for beating her up or something too. And I think they're now pregnant with her second child. Okay, well, so. for me, someone being a stripper. I mean, Channing Tatum was a stripper, and I've no yeah, issue. He's probably that's... not. A, he's probably not a good role model either. You should. He did twenty two. He did twenty two Jump Street. Let's not give him too much credit. Have you even seen twenty two Jump Street? Yeah, and twenty three and twenty four. No, you have not. No, you have not. Because twenty three would have been MIB twenty three, and it never happened. Sadly, uh, no. I just, I'll just never the, say the someone being end, a, a stripper the, the, is the end a, credits. I'll never say that someone having been a stripper, male or female, is a bad role model because you can do what you want with your body as long as everyone's consenting. However. Uh, she did publicly <laughs> basically admit to doing what the women in Hustlers did. If you've seen that movie. I have not. It's a great movie. Uh, but after the 2008 recession, it's the female version of like Wolf of Wall Street, I've said before. Um, okay. They t- like literally drugged their most ex- most uh rich clientele and like overcharge their cards to like twenty five thousand fifty thousand and pocketed the money so nice. not a saint for the thieving but i'll <laughs> i'll never i'm never look if my daughter becomes a stripper i'm never gonna s- directly support her i'm never gonna go that, and that, be like i'll be see really one weird. of your shows honey no but i'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame her. No, she, no. She can I mean, it's, just it's be a... responsible with what you do. The only stripper I've ever known was a recovered drug addict because when they would go into the rooms, they'd get loaded, and that's heroin. No, 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 no heroin. But <laughs> no, if you want to be a stripper, that's that's your thing. I'll never say that's a bad. I'm not saying bad. I'm saying probably not your first choice. But uh, no, it was Car- it was Nicki Minaj, not Cardi B. I love okay. that I mixed it up though, just unintentionally, just proving my point that I mix them up sometimes. After after getting yelled at, probably by everybody listening, yelling at you for the last five minutes, and like, oh, good, he, he mixed it up because <laughs> well, you know there's somebody that knows all that. Sorry. So Cardi B has drugged rich people and stolen their money. No, no. She should make thoughtful amends. Ted Lasso reference. Uh, but Nicki Minaj is literally might be indirectly responsible for people's recklessness and COVID and their death because she didn't want to say that her significant other is a convicted sex offender. So one of those is worse than the other. Anyway, 
book smart. <laughs> so let's 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 we can tie the, I can tie this in. Ready? Mm-hmm. Prison. So they run into a guy who was a sex offender <laughs> in the movie, who they eventually trade um, Amy's spot for to try and get Amy out of jail or whatever from the night because she pulled a a um, McLovin, took one for the team, got arrested, <laughs> and um, traded her spot for the guy that the Lyft driver who was or the pizza delivery driver. It was um, uh, the Sacramento. I forgot what it was. It was a Sacramento something, but, right. which, was, which was really funny. And I'm going to tie it back by saying that Hustlers, which had Cardi B that we mentioned, also stars. Uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, wow. This is bad timing. Uh, Lily Reinhardt, who was in. Uh, River, no, Riverdale, which ties back to Daybreak, which has one of the actors in this film. So we tied <laughs> it back two ways. Look at that. Three degrees of separation. <laughs> um, so me, my, my most powerful parts were, one, I loved that uh, they had a girl who was out and there was absolutely no sexual tension between friends just like breaking the stereotype that being non-heterosexual means that you're attracted to everybody. You know what I mean? Um, I would say that they're oddly, not oddly close. I would say that they're very close and they share some odd secrets amongst each other. Yeah, they're, um, they're best friends. Yeah, that really, you know, I forgot what there, there was a couple things where they shared where it was like, wow, that's like, you know, way too much about that other person. Honestly, but, the how much I've I've known that like girlfriends of mine and their friends just talk in detail, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point about their sexual experience, <laughs> like the experiences, the color, the slants, how, where the cum went, like the detailed nature, not shocking to me at all. Would be very strange for guys to get that much. Like I think the most I've ever talked about is like, hey, how you doing? And I was like good just had sex it's like with who i think it is yep <laughs> uh, and they're like nice that, <laughs> yeah it. that was the most <laughs> in depth um so that didn't shock me but the whole the convergence of uh malala and before that their their love interests and how all that kind of came together. I kind I kind of called their love interests. Um, I kind of called Molly's from the jump. And I, um, once we found out who Amy's was, I mean, I kind of called that she wasn't gay. Um, even though she, Amy thought she was, I called that she wasn't. I didn't call that they were going to, that the two love interests were going to be together. But I figured, you know, they'd be together with somebody else that we knew. But like uh, um, Nick, I was I think it was Nick, right? Her, the other, the vice president. I figured that would have been like with her with AAA or something or him with AAA. I actually didn't didn't call that. Well, I mean, we knew he was. Uh, the most devious of the sexual people. 
so to speak. I didn't I didn't call that Bali would have a crush on him. Um he is it's, it's super it's, charming. Well, it's the you know, opposites attract kind of thing. It's that kind of trope. Um where you know um the book smart one falls for the skater punk or falls for like the one who doesn't pay attention ever in class and you know his his thing was more planning parties hers was more schoolwork so but that's another part that i love about this like it just with how many story how many stories can you think of where someone's feelings are hurt or they like have the emotional they're emotionally tilted in like a devastating way and the other person hasn't done anything mean spirited or you know technically wrong like how many movies can you actually think of that because it's so much easier to do the basic kind of stories this one i don't see one person who is a villain you know, no, the, the, I don't. I don't think there. I don't think there really is a villain or a bad person in this movie. Yeah, outside of the outside of the Sacramento rapist. Oh, or oh yeah, it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't count. Guy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, there's um, not really a bad person just to point at in this movie. You're definitely yeah. you're definitely right on that. It's just something I didn't something I didn't think about. It's just hormones, and uh, and honestly, just really kind open-hearted people like nick seems like such a sweetheart like yeah he's used to like i don't know being a little uh less friend boundaries friend zoney because he's i mean he's such a at least how he's painted a chick magnet he yeah and very open and, and inviting yeah touching someone on the cheek is like a thing I don't think that reads to him as being sexual at all. He's just like, yeah, this is so normal. Like everybody, everybody likes when I touch their chin. It's a little fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just naturally flirty without even trying. Um, and hey, maybe he would be open to Molly if Molly had made the first move. You know, uh, or, or showed interest, or or like, like that, clearly yeah. just was like, hey after we graduate you want to go out on a date or something and you know uh but like yeah it's so often i mean hell even in uh <laughs> if anyone watched the first season of american idol this will be a real weird reference to bring up during this movie after wow. that movie that, there first, was, uh, first off that was 21 years ago or 20 years ago because it was really? nine, it was it was 2002 Cool, then I'm going to call out my street cred because the first episode I called who the top three people would be. I was like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and I was right. But anyway, after that, they made a movie from Justin to Kelly. And like the drama in that was that uh, Kelly and Justin liked each other. And Justin's ex went and kissed him. And Kelly saw it. She's like, he kissed her behind my back. blah 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 and it was one of those weird so fake things of like she sees the kiss and it's just held there for like 10 seconds and then she goes away and cries and then we cut back and he's like oh why did you kiss me i didn't want that so it was like manufactured drama and the ex of justin's was clearly a b-word like that's just (laughs) her character it's like yeah just be a b-word that's your character yeah that's cool. your character. That's, you know, that's your whole thing. 
you've got everything you've got all the information you'll ever need to play this it's just like oh that's lazy and easy and (laughs) yeah like i like i'll keep saying this movie never it definitely doesn't it never feels lazy yeah. There are some things where you can kind of, if you think about it for a second, you're like, okay, I can see where this is kind of going to, kind of going to go to. Like I said, I called those two. Um, I also, once I started picking up the super bad references, I knew that they were there. Those two main characters were going to have a falling out of some sorts. Um, so I knew that's, that was going to happen. That single shot. Like, did you pick up on the fact that there was a single shot when that whole fight was happening? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, when she gets out of the, uh the pool and all the way to when it mutes out and she says fuck you and the and amy walks away all a single shot and it was just so beautifully done and i think it really worked in the scene's favor of just not cutting away and let the tension stay there and you just slowly see lights on cell phones lighting up in the background and then having the the music get so loud and then cut off and then to the, the point where it's on it's audible so yeah where you can't hear them talking anymore yeah and it just you're just you hear that like blank noise sound that 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 like high pitched whistle kind of thing that they that they do i don't know if i don't actually think i've never been in a totally silent room so i can't say that that there's no <laughs> whistling sound when it gets totally quiet like that but the whistling sound that everybody knows as like there's no noise going on so now there's like a high-pitched humming whistle thing yeah so it goes to that uh but i mean they like i said they do a really good job music is one of my things music in movies and film and how you portray your your movie based on music is something that i really pick up on um we'll throw another one out there james bond does a really good job uh-huh. of, of carrying their music through their through their movies um even back to um doctor no they carry the music through all the way through the movies so it's one thing i really like about that franchise and i think this movie also does a really good job of using deer music and volume control to a really high degree that really adds to each moment and i'll say it again if no one's seen eighth grade eighth grade seems like the like if this is a 95 percent for me eighth grade is like a hundred percent or like 96 97 98 uh 99 um and it, that that also uses music just magically um and really gets you in the headspace of that anxiety and stuff like that uh but uh, on the flip side since we were talking about nick ryan the skater girl she's also just so sweet like no one no one at any of those parties well, except for the uh, murder mystery when he's like why are you here <laughs> no one's like uninviting not none of the people you would expect well, i guess the uh the cliche of the bitchy gay drama geek is a cliche that you would expect but outside of that um you know, all the pretty people are just happy whenever they see someone from their school. There's no, there's no real bullies. No, I mean they do talk behind each other's back. I mean that's something that we kind of figured out through the movie. We only see it really in one scene yeah. where they didn't know she was in the bathroom stall, but they weren't even really talking that bad about her. 
Yeah, they were I mean, just they're, they're voicing they're their what, frustrations. Yeah, and they were playing what, like Mary Fuck Kill or something like that too. And and not all of them were. Uh, I think she. Yeah, no, I think she. I think the one skater guy put her in all three categories in, in some form or fashion. Yeah, the uh, but, Tanner, the guy when they show up at the party, he's like, "I'm gonna take care of you. Like, you need something, you come to me." And I was like, "I actually." trust this guy who in any other movie would be the frat guy who's like oh oh, mm -mm." he looks like he chants no means yes and yes means anal but like in that in that moment wow that 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 ties back to that movie too or ties back to this movie too (laughs) um but in that moment i was like shit yeah if i was a 17 18 year old girl having like getting drunk for the first time i would actually trust him to not do any shady shit and like protect me for the night it felt so genuine um okay so the the one scene that michael bay would have loved to direct (laughs) uh amy and hope kissing for the first time yeah what what did that how did that feel to you after like the it was right after the emotional rocking of their friendship they you know she she basically goes to the bathroom to cry and hope happens to be there um and this if, is the this if, is the nastiest behavior any character yeah. has ever done of like oh i just don't like meek people um sorry. it's probably the quote-unquote like the nastiest part of the movie or nastiest scene of the movie and i'm going to say that like in air quotes because you can't uh hear that but like the most like this is as close to super bad as you're going to get in type terms of, of the r rating or in terms of like the yeah. mean spirited nature of the conversation no the um r rating oh gotcha um the like the I'm trying to think of the right, right grotesque um I'm trying to think Na- of like the right nast- word nasty if michael bay said it yeah sure okay <laughs> um but hope was a weird weird character choice for her to be there um i think if i was going to redo that scene i think triple a would have been an easy put, person to put there um but hope just um what's what's the one girl um the gg the one where she's like like the hippie-ish one yeah the uh <laughs> she she's she's the character who most likely would stand on the top of a house and go i am a golden god and jump <laughs> into a pool yeah and she was like passed out on top of the piano on the on the uh yacht mm-hmm. <laughs> and there everybody's like wait how'd you get here so fast <laughs> um, how are you so dry I, how are you yeah <laughs> so um i think it would have been her i think those two would have been the easier fit hope threw me off for through that scene um i mean the scene the scene worked well everything you know happened happened fine but i mean it's it was just weird for hope to be there she would she wouldn't have been the person that i would have expected for amy to kind of break her virginity yeah virginity-esque yeah, I guess in terms of uh, screen time, she definitely has the lowest out yeah. of anyone. Um, I'm glad it's not Gigi because Gigi would seem like any interest isn't real because she kind of just seems like she's always on shrooms. 
know, yeah. <laughs> or like horror. Yeah, all, or worse. all kissing is good kissing. You know, kind of <laughs> like she'd make out with that. So it wouldn't. It, it, wouldn't it would have, have been an easier weight. The same. Yeah, it would have been an me. easier fit. Or the vulnerability, and yeah, I'm sure we could have like built somebody else out or had like triple A B by um triple a would have worked because i like what i like about hope is that she's while it's a little rough around the edges for me she challenges her she's she's just like if her and amy become a power couple i think hope is not going to be like molly molly kind of takes charge and is cool with people falling in line with her whereas hope seems like a partner who'd be like yeah if you want to fall in line that's fine but why do you want to fall in line like don't just fall in line because i'm telling you to do something why like challenges you and demands that you be as assertive as her if you're going to be a couple kind of thing and okay. i think i think uh triple a could have totally been like that i uh, could have could have filled in that role um I wonder how it would have meshed with her being vulnerable later in the car when she picks up Molly. But, <laughs> but you know what? No matter, it didn't feel out of place to me. And I fucking no. love when Molly's just like, how did that happen? The angle is just not, not the right angle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> but she's like uh yeah um i don't think that's the hole you think it is it's fine <laughs> and she's like very understanding until she, of course she gets vomited on and then i would Which, i would not, everybody yeah i wouldn't then i don't care if you're the if you're she wasn't even, so yeah she I wasn't would, even really that mean about it yeah she was just like oh get out yeah. like give me some space you know yeah but, uh, more more like give me some space so i can clean off versus you yeah. know why did you do that you stupid so and so you know it's a heat of the moment thing and she never went for the juggler she didn't no. like she didn't say something even as nasty as molly had just said in the previous scene of like insulting her character she was just i just got fucking vomited i'm gonna scream at anyone who's near me right now <laughs> i'm yeah. um <laughs> okay, so this is looking at the cast list. Did you find it funny when uh dad, Will Forte dad, was like, but we made all these treats for you? Like, yeah, and they have like, gonna uh, love you forever. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, We even I even took I even took a long time to name all of them, and he was like, <laughs> I don't remember what any of the names were, but they were all like really cool, like tied in, thoughtful, or like yeah. man, that, that that is really thoughtful, like that is clever. And, and, and like, uh, Mama Lisa Kudrow comes in. It's like, okay, I know that this is hurting you, and I totally get that. But we need to give her space. Like, <laughs> we need to let her be her own person. And he, he's just, he does the mature thing, which seems so foreign to me for a parent <laughs> of putting his daughter's feelings before his own. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm insulting my parents, but I am. <laughs> and it, it definitely it could have easily been spoiled there too um he could have definitely said something along the lines of but she's going to be gone all next year yeah like, well, like I, but i guess that i guess that could have tied in because the big the big hook is 
you know, um, Amy's going to be gone for a year in Africa. Um, she's going to take a gap year and Molly doesn't know that she's expecting her to be in Cambridge and they were expecting to, you know, meet up or do whatever, um, throughout that, not Molly to be gone for a complete year in a complete diff- different, uh, continent. Um, so that's kind of a twist of everything. So it could have been spoiled easier. It could have been, it could have been spoiled there. Yeah, that's true. That puts a lot more weight on that scene of him knowing that she'd be gone for so long. All right. Yeah. Final thing. What did you think of? Um, oh, I just had the question in my mind. Why did I forget it? Uh, oh, the doll scene. That I that came out of completely, <laughs> complete nowhere. Like I was so lost when that happened. I was like, and then she was like, "Yeah, use your hole." Oh right, and like your cornhole, like, your cornhole, yeah. Because she, the, she, she had a piece of corn, or she had a corn cob, or something like that on it first. Yeah, and uh, that that and came out. That scene came out of nowhere. But I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, they're high on drugs, and the drug is kicked in, so it makes sense that this happened. But it was just like complete left field. I was not expecting that. And I love the dichotomy the dichotomy of Amy where she's like, I know this is a really destructive image and it's so unrealistic, oh, but like yeah. my perfect curse. <laughs> oh my God. Like the, the dichotomy by that, I mean like wishing you could look that stereotypically good and be admired by everybody, but understanding that's a really destructive ideal to wish for Like, I wish I could look like Channing Tatum. But I'll be happy getting to a healthy dad bod because that's <laughs> healthiest for me physically and mentally. I mean, getting eight pack abs is really not healthy for your body. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and, what plus, you gotta do to, and what you got to do to keep it is not good either. No. And uh, plus, if we get into an apocalypse, you know, I'll starve longer <laughs> with a little punch. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But that was really funny to me, especially Molly being like, oh, my God, I've never done splits like this before. Yeah. And she just like takes her leg and like up by her ear. (laughs) And then she's got like on one cowboy boot on one leg and and barefoot on the other one. Uh, But yeah. Uh, Anyway, anything else you'd like to say about this movie? Um, I would say overall, it's, it's a good movie. It's it's solid. It fires fires it fires on the right uh, cylinders. It really hits the right spots. Um, yeah, I wish I, I I wish it did better in theaters. Um, I think it'll be better once whoever has the streaming rights to it, Netflix, Amazon, whatever. And if they push this movie, I think it could be, I think it could be better later in its life cycle versus early. Yeah, as long as as long as somebody like Netflix pushes it. I don't know if it is on Netflix or not, but I I hope that some streaming platform picks it up and pushes it. If not, I should have mentioned this earlier. There's an affiliate link down below. I think it's worth buying. But I was going to say, I looked up eighth grade's box office because Bo Burnham, I would just expect Bo Burnham's like army of tweens would have (laughs) flocked to the movie. It got so much positive praise in award seasons and things like that. This, This did too. But Bo Burnham's eighth grade even more so, and eighth grade made fourteen point three million. 
mid nineties, which was by Jonah Hill, like written and directed made 9.3 million edge of 17 with Haley Steinfeld. Who's just finished her run in the Hawkeye season one, 19.4 million. The, the box office is shocking. Like I'm really looking forward to Florence Pugh in uh, Olivia Wilde's sequel with Harry Styles. Uh, purely based on the quality of this one, but let me see. Uh, book smart budget. Six, uh, six, six. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's, it's six, doing, it, it's ratio six, is better than the Kings man. Yeah. Six, <laughs> six million made 25 million. Yeah. All right. But well, at least I mean, it made I, its budget back. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I think this movie will do better, better in the future than it did right away. Yeah. At the very least, it has got its budget back, and uh, yeah, um, it, was, it won. Quite, I mean, it won quite a few awards. Uh, a lot of kind of random stuff, nothing crazy, um, but it won a lot of awards. Nice. And their careers um, keep are keeping going. I've been seeing them yeah, around a little bit. Yeah, well, and you got Olivia Wilde too. So I mean. Unfortunately, uh, Caitlin Dever was in, uh, what's it called? Um, well, she's been in a lot of stuff, but Dear Evan Hansen got dragged. Uh, the, the musical adaptation. She was okay. in that. Uh, I've heard nothing but bad things about that. Um, to, to talk about the Kingsman, I was actually shocked because it finally updated with the worldwide box office and it's made over 47 million dollars it's not bad and the google it's not good it's not good good. 100 million dollar budget however i looked up google trends again and it's literally on like an uptick right now so it seems like word of mouth has stubbornly made people start looking for the kingsman prequel well now that everybody kind of went back to the theaters for spider-man they're like okay you know what's the next movie so I think the longer that stays in the theaters, the better it'll do. Um, they're also still running ads during um, football games and stuff like that. The Kingsman? Is, the Kingsman, yes. Is I, running I watching, ads in football? Yeah. I was watching one of the football games, and they were like, this is presented to you by the Kingsman, now in theaters now. Yep. I'm shocked. Okay, I made an Instagram reel the day before this was recorded, and it's I literally took a clip from um, uh, Kick-Ass, another movie directed by Matthew mm-hmm. Vaughn, and it was when he got stabbed. And I was like, why the Kingsman bombed? It's It got over like 3,000 views in like four hours. Uh, so I was like, what? But what? stabbed eight release dates, and then he stumbles into the street, gets hit by a car, and I wrote, putting it up against Spider-Man No Way Home. And then when the car drives off, I put marketing budget. Yeah, right, lol. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I, I bet you the marketing budget is probably bigger than you think. I'm, yeah, I'm shocked. Cause, I mean, Because it's playing during NFL games, and it's playing um before before movies and theaters like i've been seeing it playing for me but i google kingsman like every day so i'm like this is targeted advertising i'm not gonna be in my bubble assuming everyone's seeing this ad but uh i mean i i see it a lot on youtube but yes nfl yep okay i i mean when when that released and nightmare alley and another movie all owned by disney released against spider-man they were like oh 
thanks disney yeah. you intentionally killed these movies what the fuck so i mean i know football games aren't you know you're not spending uh super bowl advertising dollars but that's that's more than i ever would have expected honestly yeah but super super bowl budgets are one spot one time yeah for those ads you're paying millions of dollars and plus i bet you they're still paying millions of dollars because they're airing this commercial or airing this like sponsored by ad through several games yeah, the one thing I know about Super Bowl ads are they also require it's like five million dollars for a thirty second ad, but they require a year long budget of fifty million dollars throughout the entire year just to be able to qualify to get that Super Bowl ad. I know that from Gary Vaynerchuk. Nice. Um, Who's gonna but, own the Jets one day? Yeah. Hey, his his book Twelve and a Half is great. I just found out that he he recorded an audio book of jab 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 right hook which he said he would never do because it was a visual book and i was like oh yay um but but uh i don't know maybe they were just spending extra budget that they needed for the year but i'm shocked i'm honestly shocked i almost commented on a kingsman instagram ad or instagram post that had a thousand less than a thousand likes i was like Guys, I'm so sorry that you got stuck with like no budget. You guys are doing a great job on Instagram, <laughs> tiny little team or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm wrong. Public information. What's up? How much the, the advertising yeah, budget is? Yeah. Like I said, I'll, I'll do it again right now. I'm sorry that it's in Booksmart, but uh, trends.google.com. And then the Kingsman, like, gets nothing. <laughs> like, it's almost flatlined. But out of the United States, oh, damn, over the last week or two, it's, well, relatively speaking, skyrocketed worldwide. Yeah, it's on an upward trend. This is so weird because you can look back years and see uh, how the trend is, you know, around the time that the other two movies came. And clearly the trend starts going up before the movies come out. But. I mean, it's small, but it really is gaining some traction. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> the, the top five places for interest for Kingsman are Uzbekistan, Panama, Costa Rica, Guatemala, and Paraguay. And nice. uh, all my I, favorite places. <laughs> and I'm the box office. Uh, it, I remember seeing the other day it showed. Uh, all ter- let's see, all territories. It was showing different markets and how much they made. For instance, in the U.S., it's made f- almost six million dollars. In Japan, it's made over two million. In South Korea, what up, K-pop? Uh, <laughs> it's made over two point five million. So, like Japan and South Korea are pulling near pulling U.S. Numbers. numbers. Yeah, yeah. Pulling some numbers in. Oh wait, that that was all for like the last week because U.S. gross total was 15 million, and those other two, uh, Japan and South Korea, are totaling all five and a half million. But like some ter- South Africa gave it thirty thousand, not a lot. <laughs> um, the U.K. gave right. it almost six hundred thousand dollars. So maybe f- feeling that uh, no time to die withdrawal symptoms, like I'm yeah. about to feel Kingsman withdrawal symptoms in a month or two. Yeah, for the next next ten years till there is the next <laughs> one. 
Dude, if Kingsman 3 actually films, I'm going to be so excited. I'm literally, I literally got a stationary set, an orange stationary set, nice pens, and I have a Kingsman stamp coming. I think I mentioned this just to send a letter and be like, keep going, boys. You got this. <laughs> Maybe I'll say yeah, keep, it, keep going, gals. <laughs> because they only respond to written inquiries. Yeah. Uh, anywho. Uh, something yeah, that's not going to something that's, something that's not going to get a sequel. Booksmart. <laughs> hey, I don't think it was ever built to have no. one, and I'm happy no. with that. I I will always love my spiritual sequels like this to Eighth Grade or Lady Bird with its spiritual sequel of Beautiful Boy and Boy Erased because it has the same actors playing very similar roles. Uh, so I'm I'm down, and you know. We're about to see uh, Olivia Wilde's next film with Harry Styles going, Styles going down on Florence Pugh. So nice. That'll be that'll be interesting. If yeah, definitely. Nothing, if nothing else, <laughs> was was that uh, Cowboys and Indians <laughs> or Cowboys and Aliens or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I've only seen Harry Styles in one thing ever, and it was Dunkirk. Oh, okay, I, I be I, that's a movie that's on my list of ones that I have to watch. That I haven't watched yet. It's fine. It's and. A, the, the Revelant, I haven't seen Leo. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh that has Tom Hardy in it. Uh oh. I still need to see Revenant as well. And then he I will be seeing him in Eternals when it's on Disney Plus. Should be soonish, because I think the Blu-ray comes out in February. February twelfth on Disney Plus. The Eternals Blu-ray is already out. Is it really? Yeah, I know because I went on Best Buy, your favorite website, and looked for. Uh, it's not my favorite website; it just happens to be the one that gets steel, steel exclusive, exclusive steel books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if 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 I had my way, I would Best Buy it somewhere else, but they get all the exclusive steel books. So here I am. Yeah. So uh, here I am. Oh wait, no, my own. it's it does say get it on release day. Hmm. It's released. Uh, the 15th day after valentine's day that's so weird let me fact check myself when does eternals come on disney plus okay that's so weird it actually comes out on january 12th and the steelbook comes out on february 15th that is so antithetical to well no that makes sense that still makes yeah, sense because they want you to buy their service because they'd rather you spend um, you know, yeah. what's Disney Plus for the next year versus get one, blue, one, yeah, yeah, one Blu ray. The reason I think it's especially weird is because all the special features for all their movies are actually on Disney Plus, so it's kind of going to tank their steel or their at uh, least their Blu ray sales. You know, yeah, I would expect I, I mean, them to have the movie on Disney Plus and then have the special features on the Blu ray to try to make you do both. Yeah, I mean the biggest thing that I like. I mean, I <laughs> well, like we don't need to go into that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, Speaking of Channing Tatum, yeah, he's uh, he's up there. Um, no, just the phys- I like the physical media. One, um, if it gets removed or for whatever reason I can't afford Disney Plus, I still have it. Mm-hmm. Two, um, the quality is a little bit better. I don't have to rely on my internet to stream movies which allows me higher access to, you know, higher frame rates, higher quality and better audio quality. 
so i i prefer buying it but it's got to be a it's got to be a movie that i want to see or that i know i'll watch again because otherwise it's not worth buying yeah i get that i had a i had a thing of buying digital for a long time on like itunes and stuff and now i've scaled back because i'm like "Eh, there's so much on streaming i need to anyway so i'm not gonna it seems like streaming keeps coming out with all these great movies like the other movie we just watched are do they fall or something else oh don't look up <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was a good one um i care a lot on netflix we'll have that that'll be one of my 10 with um charlie bartlett i'm also gonna throw in shave my head into that marvel's own stream so feel free I gotta to find, hear that i gotta find 10 movies this is gonna be more difficult than i think ones that you've seen so that you can yeah. try to review them really quickly yeah but I, it'll be, that'll, I mean, it'll be it'll be tough. It'll be fun, but it'll be tough. I I literally have a list of over like 150 movies. I, I know you do, because when we came up with this movie, this was technically my choice. Um, I asked you for for options, and you're like, "Well, this movie, da 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 da." da. <laughs> and, then, and then you said that this this Booksmart one, the movies are dope. Uh, bromance or Bromance Award. Bromance yeah, for the dope yeah. movies award, which I gotta f- do before the end of the month for this year and this is a movie that my wife had actually seen before this so yay and she right. she sat down and watched it with me i honestly think i'm gonna do my own private mar- marbles on stream to find out the other eight ones because <laughs> me getting it down to 10 is gonna be an impossibility so i'll try to get it down to 50 and i'll be like okay i care a lot is in there charlie bartlett's in there because i've been teasing it so much i kind of want to not have it in there just to tease it more and then i'll let marbles on stream decide what the other eight are by having a marbles race yeah literally i'm just gonna do that privately and just be like let the gods decide <laughs> but so uh speak, speaking of marble races mm-hmm. there there's a t- channel on youtube that does like official marble races with like actual real marbles and they actually hold like <laughs> olympics and stuff like that yeah olympic events and like based on like the color of the marble is is what team they're on so it might be like the um, cat's eye team or, you know, the orange marble team or whatever. <laughs> but they actually do like real events in like Olympic style. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, All so right, if well, you're ever bored or find the deep, <laughs> deep reaches of YouTube. All right. Well, look out for that bonus episode. Uh, it'll be a quick one just to be a little exciting. Get some quick, uh, no spoiler reviews, something you could watch before. Our actual review came out if that's an, of any interest to you. And uh, anything else for Booksmart? Nope. Uh, I think we're good. Cool. So this movie may have been a uh, mushroom. An edible. But either way, this movie was dope. Because movies are dope. And gals, <laughs> we'll see you for the next one. <laughs>